Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. That be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Milwaukee Bucks, green and growing, better each Get that win, 121 to 107. Bucks over the Orlando Magic. Away for the Bucks tonight. Giannis, 35 points, 12 of 14 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3, 9 of 12 from the free throw line, 11 boards, 7 assists, couple steals, a block, and a couple of turnovers. Nicely done by Giannis. All eyes were on Chris Middleton coming into this one. Played a lot more closer to what Chris Middleton should look like. 17 points, 8 boards, 6 assists, a steal, 3 turnovers. Still, then didn't hit his average of 20.9. 7 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3, 0 of 1 from the free throw line. So, from a points perspective, not exactly where you want him to be yet, considering he took more shots than anybody else on the floor. Wasn't exactly a great offensive performance by Middleton, but he hit three threes. So, that's good. So that's positive. Uh, four of the five reached double figures for the Bucks in the starting lineup. That's positive. Honestly, Matthews' defense uh, he played some pretty tough defense today, so that was good. And the bench, uh, nothing special, right? Nothing to write home about uh, on the bench. Nothing stood out offensively there. Uh, DiVincenzo uh, played okay, uh, again, defensively. Had a nice block there earlier in the game. Uh, played some decent defense. But really, at the end of the day, uh, this was really all about the Bucks dominating the Orlando Magic like everybody was hoping that they would do. That That's pretty much what this whole thing was about. Dominate, dominate, dominate. And for the most part, they did just that. They dominated 
the Orlando Magic to the tune of 121-107. That final score is not indicative of how badly the Bucks beat Orlando. And really, for most of the game, they held Vucevic in check. They really did. And, and Vucevic was taken out of the game. And, and really, for Orlando, nobody else really stood up to try and help. Terrence Ross did his best with 24 points, I guess, but uh, not a lot else uh, going on. Uh, actually, 20 points for Terrence Ross, 24 for DJ Augustine. But without Vucevic getting his 30 or whatever it's been the last couple of games, uh, the Bucks were able to get this one locked in, which was always a good thing. Let's go inside the box score. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. On the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. And see what your favorite players did in today's game. Presented by Otto's Wine and Spirits. Locally owned, offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations. Otto'sWineAndSpirits.com. Bucks get the win 121-107. We'll hear from Coach Budenholzer coming up. We'll hear from players inside the locker room. There are Zoom calls, that there are Zoom press conferences uh, that they do. Uh, Mayor Mitchell record those. We'll play those back for you coming up later in the show. Plus, we'll talk with Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, before we get out of here this afternoon uh, as well. And, of course, your calls. That's really what this show is all about. Post-game shows should be about calls, should be about listeners reacting after the game, good, bad, or indifferent, and, and that's what I like. I, I think good post-game shows really revolve around you, the listeners, and, and your thoughts on the game. That's why we do it. Uh, if it wasn't about you, the listeners, interacting with the post-game show, then why bother having one? So dial it up now, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FMTheFan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game. Topic uh, on hand, I think today uh, is simply going to be this. Are you still worried at all about the Milwaukee Bucks? Do you still have any worries about the Bucks at this point? I guess that'll be the question. Do you still have any worries concerning the Milwaukee Bucks after what you saw today? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057-FM-THE-FAN. I'm assuming most of you are out on your patios, maybe got the radio on out on your patios, or got us streaming on that radio.com app, because uh, there's no reason to be inside today. I mean, absolutely none. It's a gorgeous day outside. All right, Giannis inside the box. 31 minutes, 12 of 14 uh, from the field. Like I said, 9 of 12 from the line, 2 of 3 from 3. 35 points, 11 boards, 7 assists, a couple steals, a block, and 2 turnovers. Chris Middleton, 31 minutes, 7 of 17 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3-point range, 0 of 1 from the line, 17 points, 8 boards, 6 assists, a steal, and 3 turnovers. Brooke Lopez, 30 minutes, 7 of 10 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3-point range. He had 16 points, 6 boards, a steal, and a couple of turnovers. Eric Bledsoe, 26 minutes, 5 of 9 from the floor, 2 of 3 from 3-point range, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 14 points, 8 assists, 5 boards, 3 steals, 4 turnovers for Bledsoe in 26 minutes. Wesley Matthews, 25 minutes, 3 of 6 from 3-point range. Those were the only shots he took. 1 rebound, 1 steal, 1 turnover for Wesley Matthews. Off the bench, 21 minutes for Pat Connaughton, Pat C, 2 of 2 from the floor, 1 of 1 from 3, Five points, two assists, one board for Pat Connaughton. 18 minutes for Kyle Korver, three of eight, three of seven from three-point range. Nine points, a couple of rebounds for him, one turnover, one block shot, I should say, and a couple of turnovers. 19 minutes for Dante DiFincenzo, three of six from the floor, zero of two from three. Six points, two boards, one assist, one steal, one block, and a couple of turnovers 
Uh, George Hill, 19 minutes, three of six from the floor, one of three from three, one of two from the free throw line, eight points, three assists, one steal, two turnovers for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Eight minutes for Robin Lopez, one of two from the floor for him, two points, three rebounds. Marvin Williams, six minutes and an ejection out of this basketball game. Zero of one from the floor, two rebounds, one block, no points on the day. Ursan Ilyasova found himself into the game. Four minutes, couple of rebounds, and a steal in four minutes of action. Bucks, red hot, shoot 56.1% from the field. Orlando, hot for themselves, 44.7% from the field. Three-point shooting, both teams shot the ball really well from deep. 17 of 37 for the Bucks, good for 45.9%. The Magic, 19 of 40, good for 47.5% there. Free throw line, much more equal in attempts, unlike game two. 12 of 17 for the Bucks, 12 of 14 for Orlando. Rebounds, Bucks hammer them there, 44 to 35. Assists, 27 24, Bucks advantage there. Turnovers, 18 for the Bucks, that is not a good number. But 17 for Orlando, also uh, not a good number for the Orlando Magic. Bucks take care of business, 121. To 107. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show driven by Mercedes Benz in Milwaukee North, live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin studios. I'm telling you right now, you should be excited as a Bucs fan having watched this game. I think there are a lot of positives to build around concerning this basketball game. This is what I'm going to say about negatives, though. My negative. Came from before the game even started. Listening to the flagship, listening to Boonholzer talk, and they brought up turnovers. And, you know, is it worrisome for them the amount of turnovers that the Bucs have been having here in the bubble and in the playoffs? Now, I'll be honest with you, obviously, never going to be an NBA head coach, nor am I qualified to be an NBA head coach, just a guy with a microphone in front of me. But when you're averaging as many turnovers as they are in the bubble in the postseason, it feels like every game they're right around 18 turnovers. 18 to 20, whatever. To me, as a fan, that's concerning. Like, you don't want to average that many turnovers in in postseason play. That's a lot to try and overcome when you're turning over the ball at that rate. Coach Boonholzer, on the other hand, I'm just going to paraphrase for you, pretty much said, well, that kind of goes along with the style of play that we have. You know, if we're going good on offense, we're zinging that ball all over the place, and sometimes that's going to happen. But that's okay because we're being aggressive and moving the basketball. Sometimes, you know, maybe we don't make a smart play, and that's how we turn it over, and that obviously needs to be corrected. But for the most part, it's... It's something that happens because of the style of offense we play. I was in my car about ready to lose my mind when he said that. Because when I hear Boonholzer say that, it's like, hold on. So to me, it sounds like he's almost fine with it. Like, yeah, whatever. That's part of it. Not too concerned about the turnovers. It'll be fine. Eric Name Asked him about Middleton. Hey, bud, uh, you going to try and get Middleton involved here early in the game or are you going to let it come within the flow of the offense? Of course, Boonholzer said, going to let it come within the flow of the offense, which I expected. Really, 
didn't think there would be any other answer. And really, that's kind of how it went because it took a couple of minutes before Milton got his first shot, which he missed, and he missed the second shot. Uh, and then eventually he hit that three, uh, and eventually that broke it open a little bit, and he got uh, got going, got himself going a little bit, which was good because they need him if they're going to play at a high level here the rest of the postseason, especially concerning yourself against the Miami Heat. But I don't know, man. I I mean, for me, turnovers are a big deal. Like that is something to be concerned about. I think in this postseason, there's something else too that's interesting to me. I don't know if everybody saw it. It's all over social media. Brooke Lopez losing his temper again. Throwing a chair behind the scenes as he's walking off. I mean, what is going on? I got Giannis headbutting dudes. This dude's like the second or third time he's throwing a chair. What is going on? Like, the stress of the bubble is making these guys goofy. That's what happened. They're going goofy. What are they going to be like by the time you get to the finals? Just going to have melees on the court by the time we get to the finals? Because you know darn right well, Giannis and Brooke Lopez are not the only guys that got all this pent-up frustration or whatever going on. I guarantee you the same thing is happening on every other team across the National Basketball Association. And now you're going to say that they're going to be in a bubble for two more months. Now, don't get me wrong. Look, I'm, you want to hurt a chair. Whatever. I mean, if throwing a chair is going to make you feel better, Brooke, well, go right ahead. I don't want you to beat up Mickey Mouse. So if you got to throw a chair, then go ahead and throw a chair. I'm okay with it, but it's just, to me, it seems like the Marvin Williams thing. That's another thing today that happened in the game. He went up looking for a fight. He went up, bumped that dude, dude pushed back, and then the referee comes up to separate, and he won't let go of that dude's jersey. And then dude's like, that's it, I'm done. And threw his arm up to try and get the hold off of his jersey and threw poor Darvin Ham to the floor. He's not getting any younger by the day either. Could have hurt Darvin Ham. So, that's another dude. That's, that's like, what is happening right now? And I see some fans on Twitter. Hey, that's good. Some attitude. I like it. Okay. But again, the farther we go, if this is going to continue, this could cost you a game. Games. Depending on how many guys are going to lose their cool. I'm a little bit nervous, not just for the Bucks, but for the for the NBA as far as how this whole thing plays out going forward, Mayor Mitch. Well, it's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. Sparky. It is when you're not in the process of what they're doing. Look, when I can leave my resort room at the Swan or the Dolphin, I love that place. Very expensive. Got to catch a, a good deal on like Hotels.com in order to be able to afford to stay at that place. But that's what we did. So I like leaving there, right? They have a pool area, a nice little beach and stuff. Do that. Maybe get on a shuttle, head over to the Magic Kingdom, do Space Mountain, do some of the rides, right? And then come back, take a little nap maybe, go up by the pool again, head back at night to the Magic Kingdom, do the fireworks. That's relaxing. That's fun. This here, what they got themselves in the middle of, that's not the same thing. When I'm doing it, I got my kids with me. I got my girl with me. We're all together. We're a family, right? We're all shared in this together. These guys are away from their family. They're away from their girls or whatever the case may be. All of that stuff. So, I don't know, man. It's different. And and we've been talking about it on the big show because LeBron brought this whole thing up. We talked about it. And then George Hill and Giannis brought it up after game one. Uh, And then Eric Nain brought up the fact that these Bucs players don't like playing noon starts. 
that Giannis doesn't like playing noon starts. It throws him out of his rhythm. He's not into his what he likes to do to, you know, having what he likes to have for lunch and then taking his afternoon nap. And, you know, it's a whole thing that he does before night games. That throws all that off. Not a big fan. Obviously, he played fine today. The Bucks played fine. They won. But even you, Mayor Mitch, said you were concerned about a noon start and how they would react. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel better with the way they came out today and performed in the first quarter. Sure. Sorry if you can hear Bud behind me. He's, I can't. He's going right now. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a little worried after Thursday. I mean, it was a good win Thursday, but it's like, let's see them after a day game or, or going into a day game. You had a noon, well, 1 p.m. Eastern time start on a Saturday, which is completely, you know, and everything about 2020 is out of routine. So I, I kind of, there's no excuses there in my opinion, a little bit, but it just, after you saw them come out in game one, completely, completely flat and not even the same team. I mean, it was more of what you saw in the bubble games, but I do feel a lot better after seeing them today uh, make Orlando really work for a lot of shots, except for the end there. I mean, Orlando hit like three threes in the last couple of minutes that just kind of uh, really, really closed the gap there. So, like you said, to open the show. I mean, the game was not even was not even that close. No, it wasn't. Uh, they destroyed Orlando, and now this leads to another game on Monday afternoon, right? Uh, and now I have not seen. I'm not checked my email in a while. I've not seen if they have announced game five times yet for Milwaukee on Orlando. As of uh, earlier this afternoon, when I had checked, I had not gotten an email from the NBA yet stating game five times, but I will uh, make sure I have my email open because I'll get that email from the NBA when they announced a game five times. And uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know here on the fan about uh, what time that game will be. We know it'll be on Wednesday, but we do not know as far as what time on Wednesday uh, that game will occur. And and that's the one thing we're uh, still waiting to see. Uh, All right, let's uh, eye up the enemy. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, so the Bucks get the win tonight over the Orlando Magic, 121 to 107. Bucks fans, got any worries left after this? Or are you good? Are we are we at the point as a Bucks fandom that we no longer have any worries about this team going forward now that they've shown you in back to back games that they have come out of their conundrum that they've been in inside this bubble? This year, I think may have been the best game they've looked like. The entire time they've been in the bubble. This may have been their most complete game they've played since entering this bubble. And to me, at least, I'm very encouraged by what I saw. If you're an Orlando Magic fan, on the other hand, as we have the enemy, eh, maybe not so encouraged. Uh, Busevich, 20 points and 8 of 19 shooting, 5 boards, couple assists, couple of steals. 13 points for Evan Fournier, who continues to struggle uh, from the field. Bench, that was the only reason they got over 100 points. 24 points from Terrence Ross. 24 points, I should say, from DJ Augustine. 20 points uh, from Terrence Ross. Ross, 4 of 7 from 3. Augustine, 4 of 8 from 3. They were the only reasons that they were kind of hanging around in that game. And I'm using hang around in a very loose, loose fashion at this point because uh, I'm not necessarily uh, convinced uh, going forward if they're going to be able to hang uh, with this Bucks team. Because this, again, looks more like what we expected to see in this series. Now the question just is, can the Bucs continue to play with this intensity level 
the rest of the series. Can you play like this on Monday? Can you play like this on Wednesday? If you play like this on Monday and Wednesday, the series should be over in the next two games. That's what it should be. Don't forget, because the Bucks won today, you win with Wendy's new breakfast, right? So, when the Bucks win, stop by any participating Wisconsin Wendy's for a free sausage or bacon biscuit or a free small frosty chino with any breakfast purchase. This offer is only good for 24 hours after each Bucks win, so act fast. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. I expect to see long lines at every Wendy's in southeastern Wisconsin tomorrow morning as people are lining up to get themselves some breakfast. You've not tried their breakfast. It's delicious. Sausage biscuit, love it, big fan. Frosty Chinos are hit in my house. Like, seriously, a 13-year-old loves him, the Frosty Chinos. And their small Frosty Chino, to me, really looks like a large... Like, Wendy's really looks like a large Frosty Chino. Have you had their Frosty Chino yet? I was trying, it, it, it sounds really good. Um, it's like a cappuccino with, like, uh, Frosty chocolate or vanilla if ice cream. If they're anything like a regular Frosty, I mean, you can't beat a Frosty from Wendy's. It's like an iced coffee kind of, sort of, with a Frosty flavor to it. And nice. It is, I, I, look, I'm not a coffee guy. I am a little bit. I'm not. But there's, the coffee flavor isn't strong enough to drive me away, and it's, so sweet and so delicious. But again, the first time we went to Wendy's, I was like, they screwed up. They gave us a large. This is not a small. There's no way this is a small. This is a large. We went back a second time. Same thing. The third time we went back, I I literally asked. I said, hey, are y'all just giving everybody the same cup? Or is this really? She's like, no, that's a small. I go, well, how big is the large? You'll give them out like a gallon container? Like, I, it's so sweet. I don't know how. I don't think I could drink a large one. Small one I can drink. Large one, I, that may be too much for me. But those Frosty Chinos, Frosty Chinos are on point. Uh, also on point, the Milwaukee Bucks. They win 121 to 107. Phone lines are filling up. You can get in there as well. Do you have any worries left, Bucks fans, about this team? Any at all? Just tell me what they are. I feel good. I do. I feel good. And even if Ram calls in today, I'm still going to feel good. He's not going to bring me down. No, he's not. He's not going to bring you down either. We're a happy Bucks fandom today. Yes, we are. All right, get aboard. Let's talk about this Bucks victory today. Celebrate a little bit. You ought to. This was a good Bucks one. This is what a Saturday afternoon Bucks playoff game should look like against the pathetic Orlando Magic. Dial it up. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM. The Fan. It seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh here on The Fan. Comes up to Monday afternoon, I should say, from 2 until 6. Gary Ellison, Leroy Butler, me. We'll talk more about this Bucks victory over the Orlando Magic. But the day actually starts on Monday at 5 a.m. with Ryan Horvat, Art Winkler pregame show, then Bart himself from 6 till 10. Bill Michaels back from uh, his long extended weekend from 10 until 2 statewide. And uh, again, thanks to Rami Makhlouf 
for filling in yesterday uh, for Bill Michaels from 10 until 2 if you missed it. Uh, again, all you have to do is go to 1057fmthefan.com. Fan on Demand, brought to you by John Paul's Buick GMC. And you can listen to uh, Rami filling in for Bill Michaels yesterday. Uh, did a great job. A lot of different guests on the show. Had some surprise guests calling in uh, to welcome him back to Milwaukee. It was a really good show. So nice to have Rami Makhlouf back in the fold uh, here on the fan uh, filling in. He'll fill in for Bill Michaels next on July 31st. All right, Bucks get the win 121-107. to 107. Defensive play of the game. Uh, you know, when you think of block shots, you think of Brooke Lopez. Maybe not this guy. Giannis back in the game. Coming in for Myron Williams. Milwaukee turnover. DiVincenzo sends that one out of there. And Giannis finds Corver for three. Man, now you really put the stress on the Magic defenders because you've got four guys who have the ability that the league's leader in three-point percentage and George Hill, Connaughton shooting lights out, Kyle Corver, historically great at the three-point line, and Dante can knock that shot down. There you go. Paschke and Marcus Johnson on the call on Fox Sports Wisconsin as the Bucks get the win 121-107. to 107. Do you have any worries now, Bucks fans? Are you feeling good about yourself? Because you should, man. It's sunny. It's warm outside. The Bucks get a victory. They're up two games to one. If they play like this on Monday, they should win. If they play like this on Wednesday, they should win. And everything should be right in the world. Still no email from the NBA, by the way, as far as a game five time uh, for Wednesday. So when we get that, I'll let you know. Carl in Allenton, Pennsylvania, you're next uh, here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show, driven by Mercedes-Benz in Milwaukee North. What's up, Carl? Sparky, thanks for taking my call. So, uh, yeah, my concerns are, I guess, the same that they have been for the last year or two. Wow. And that is that the their inability to play consistently in a half-court setting. Yeah. Now, that is obviously that manif- that um, is even more important in the, in the playoffs when defenses are a little Especially tighter. against Miami and, next round. Right. So Miami, right. So Orlando doesn't play the kind of defense that Miami plays and Toronto plays. So that's that's number one. Number two, and just an observation on Giannis in general, is that notice how he has completely abandoned the mid-range game. I remember last year after we lost to Toronto, he looked at Kawhi Leonard and said, you know, he's got a very effective mid-range yeah. game. I forgot I he said that. Something. Yeah, you're right. right. Yep. He did say that. He did. I totally forgot. Yep. The middle of this year, it looked like he was developing a the, the little like 8 to 10 12 foot fadeaway. Do you remember that? Yep. And to me, it actually looked effective. But then the last 15, 20 games of the season before, you know, the virus kicked in, it, he completely abandoned it. And now he doesn't take any shots. He takes no shots in the mid range at all. Either he's at the rim or. Um, you know, beyond the. You office. know, you bring up a good point. I'll bring that up. Uh, Matt, Mitch Ross, our executive producer today, has to remind me because I will definitely forget to ask Matt Velasquez when we have him on later in the show about Giannis abandoning that mid-range game because I do remember him saying that after Toronto. And you are right; he has totally gone away from it. That's a that's a great point, Carl. I 100 uh, percent agree with that point. I, I not thought about that. And you are, look, the half court offense being a struggle from time to time can absolutely happen. It's going to happen to probably most basketball teams in the playoffs. Again, as Carl said, as these defenses tighten up a little bit, it's going to be harder to score. You would think the scores will come down a little bit the deeper in the playoffs we get. This NBA season has been unlike any other as far as the amount of scoring we've seen. 
uh, in the regular season. I mean, everybody throwing up 102, 105, 107 every night. I mean, you you hardly ever see final scores of like 92 to 88 or 93 to 89. Those days are long gone. Now you better score about 110, 112 if you want to win uh, on most nights. And look at the score today, 121-107. Uh, they get the the Bucks get the win two and one now. Asking you, do you have any worries about this Bucks team now after uh, they took care of business? They look better today by far than they did in Game Two, and it's not even close to Game One. This is by far the best they've. I think this is the best game they've played in the bubble uh, to this point down in Florida. Mike in Greenfield, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was relieved, uh, obviously, to see Middleton start earning his paycheck and finding his groove, and let's hope this is not just a one-game thing, but even super, even players that get that kind of money, they're going to get in their bad funks, I guess. But um, let's face it, the Bucks were so good for so long, and uh, they, they, they were, not that they were mailing it in, but you know, they were, you know, not feeling pressed by uh, Orlando. And uh, they figured it out that uh, they were so good this year because they were hungry. And they fought from uh, from beginning to end. And let's hope that uh, they do that because uh, their defense was there. And uh, uh, and uh, Lopez's weren't doing that great today. So I think, uh, I, anyhow, uh, make a long story short, I'm very relieved to see the way they played today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you on that for certain. I think relief would probably be the word that I think all of us would use uh, at this point, Mike, when we talk about the Bucks. Thanks for the call. Because, like Mitch said, and look, I'm not going to say that I wasn't thinking the same thing, because I think I was, uh, as far as you know what this thing was going to look like today being another early start. I think we were all kind of concerned at this point as far as what it was going to look like. Thankfully, uh, it looked a lot better than we all thought it was going to look. Uh, at the end of the day, which is always a good thing. Before we bring this next guy on, let me play this. Middleton got the rebound. Looks trying to penetrate that initial wall at the top. There you go. Now I thought Chris had a pretty good look at a driving lane left against Bucevic. Showed some great patience. You got the big switched out onto you. He's worried about your quickness advantage, so he's already on his heels. There is Chris Middleton uh, from earlier in the game. First basket uh, of the game for Middleton there in the first quarter. Made everybody feel better about themselves. With that, we bring on the guy that loves Chris Middleton more than any. Actually, I think he's a president of the Chris Middleton fan club. He is Ram on the north side. Good afternoon, Ram. The president of the Chris Middleton uh, fan club? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to give uh, that label to you going forward. I think that, that that's good. Maybe we can get some Ram at Ram for president, pins made, and yeah, with Milton's face on the pin. Yeah, I think Never. that could be fun. <laughs> I couldn't even wear his jersey. <laughs> the brothers in the hood be looking at me, uh, Sparky. I can't do that. Come on, you wouldn't put that. Get away with that, but you wouldn't put that Middleton jersey on. Like something wrong, bro. You wouldn't put that Middleton jersey on and go hoop a uh, go hoop. No, come on, man. Never. I got a Curry jersey. I got a Harden jersey. Even got Marcus Johnson. Come on, stop it, Julie. Marcus Johnson. Come on, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm just saying. I was happy that the Bucks played good today. Now there's a butt coming. Go ahead. And um, even though they're playing against a depleted team, but to get it together, you know, and and, and show some dominance, the turnover thing is going to be a major problem. 
and the reason I think it's a problem because we really don't have a savvy ball handler. But hopefully Buck and, you know, get them getting some rhythm. You Did know, you hear it? You, you didn't hear what I said at the beginning of the show. I heard I, it. I, listen, Boonholzer don't appear all that worried about any turnovers. He he looks oh. at it and says, hey, you know, okay. we, we move the ball around on offense. That's going to happen. Us being aggressive isn't a bad thing. Okay. And he oh. says, hey, once in a while, maybe we don't make a smart decision. We can correct that. But if it comes within the flow of the offense and we're being aggressive, trying to make a pass an open guy and gets deflected okay. or whatever, that's but fine. We can get away with it in this round. I agree. The next round, it's not happening. I'm with you. It scares the crap out of me. You know, and by him kind of going okay with it, that really worries you, me. You know why? Because they had seven, maybe eight defenders that could defend every player that the Bucks got. Agreed. Miami's tough. The half court. And Eric Spolter Great and coach. Nurse, a strategist coach. Yep. They got the person to do that. So hopefully they can get this little situation and get a flow going because the next round is not going to be a cakewalk at all. I agreed 1,000%. Thanks for the call. 1,000%. Spolster is a great coach. Great defensive coach, too. Nick Nurse, probably more of a great offensive coach. But, I mean, you saw them put together that game plan last year against the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know they had Kawhi Leonard. But Nick Nurse just won Coach of the Year, guys. He won, if you're just tuning in and you didn't know, but, yeah, he won Coach of the Year earlier today. And Budenholzer was in second place. Uh, Billy Donovan was in third place. And Nurse ran it in a runaway. I didn't see the final votes, but that's all I saw on Twitter was he, he ran away with the vote total. But Budenholzer was second and Billy Donovan was third. Uh, Nurse deserved it. No question. To get that many wins without Kawhi Leonard with relatively the same roster as last year, I think it's hard to argue against the fact that Nick Nurse deserved Coach of the Year, right? I mean, not even you, Mayor Mitch, could be like, oh, no, he didn't deserve it. Oh, n- yeah, Nick Nurse is, is the best coach in the NBA. See, now, but... I'm not – hold on now. See, I, I had said I'm not going there really, unless he goes and wins it without, with, without, without Kawhi. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. If he wins the finals this year – and I'll go this far. I don't care if it's not against the Clippers. I don't even care if it's not against the Lakers. I don't care who he beats. If they go win an NBA, because who? Think about this. Whoever they beat will have a bigger superstar than they have. Whoever it is, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. If it's Utah, because they're playing really good. If it's those two that they got to beat in the finals, Utah. Fine. That's still better than what they've got. Lowry and Siakam. I, I take the other two. I take Mitchell and Gobert over those two. So whoever they beat more than likely in the West is going to have a, a more star-studded, better star combination than what he has in Toronto in order to win the whole thing. So either way, Toronto's going to be an underdog. I, I don't I don't think it matters who they face, to be honest with you. What would you say about Nick Nurse being a better offensive coach than, than Bud? Uh, well, no. What I was saying was... Spolster is more of a defensive-minded okay. coach in my mind. Nurse is more of an offensive-minded uh, coach. But man, Nurse I, threw I, out I that know, defensive I, game plan a little bit. Because remember, the reason that Nurse was brought in to Toronto as an assistant coach was to revise the offense and modernize the offense. That's why, who was it, Dwayne Casey, I think it was, brought him in. And then, I mean, if you want to modernize your offense, just get rid of DeMar DeRozan. That's well, fine. fine. Okay, fair That's point. That's pretty easy. So what ends up happening is Casey then goes, they go, bye-bye to Casey. Nick Nurse, you're our guy. Elevate him to the head coach one year after getting there and, you know, wins a championship. He, he's really good, man. 
He is a really, really good head coach. Bucks win 121 to 107 over the Orlando Magic. We'll hear uh, from Coach Budenholzer uh, coming up here in the next segment, right here on the Pickens A Pro Hoops post game show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Live from the Pella window and doors of Wisconsin studios. Time for you to steal the hobble board. Are you worried about anything? Do you have any worries left about this Bucks team? Turnovers seem to be it. We haven't read any Twitter yet. We'll read some social media coming up next, and still time for you to get in. 414-799-1250. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. I got to say, it's fun being back in this chair talking about Bucks basketball after the game. My God, Mayor Mitch and I t- talking it up in the break. I'm not going to tell you what we were talking about because you get mad at both of us. But At the end of August, too. I mean, that's just, this, is, this should be yes. the heart of Packer talk, right? Like, yes. And it's, it's, it's bizarre, Brewers, as you said. Be, Brewers should be in the middle of a playoff pennant run well, right now. They kind of are. Talking about that, right? They're not, they're not acting like it. Well, they got trade deadline coming up here at the end of the month. So Whoop-de-doo. we'll see what they end up doing. Brock Holt designated for assignment earlier today. That probably could have been done sooner, but either way. Uh, and, and they didn't call it the guy they should have called up, but this isn't a Brewer show. Uh, Bucks win 121 to 107 over the Orlando Magic. Giannis, 35 points, 11 boards, 7 assists, couple steals, a block shot, 12 of 14. He was 8 of his first 8 there in the first half. Had a perfect first half from the floor. 2 of 3 from 3, 9 of 12 from the free throw line. Just a great game. 4 of the 5 starters in double figures. Nobody reaches double figures for the Bucks off the bench. Bucks were sizzling from outside, 56% from the floor, 45.9% on 17 of 37 from three-point range. Again, I, I think it was the best overall game they've played in the bubble uh, since this whole thing started down in Florida. So, nicely done job by them. Uh, Coach Boonholzer uh, talks after the game, and uh, let's see what he had to say. Uh, I, did, I didn't see much of uh, the beginning of it, you know, kind of um, like everybody else. Talking about the Marvin Williams ejection. Um, you know, I was Marvin's toughness, Marvin's competitiveness, you know, our group, our edge uh, is important to us. So, you know, we certainly don't want to uh, to ever not have that edge and have that physicality, and have that competitiveness. And hopefully you can stay in the game and things like that don't happen. Um, but, you know, Marvin uh, is a pro and, um, you know, we're just fortunate to have him and his toughness. Lori Nickel. Off that same thought, Coach, um, you know, a couple of days ago, Pat said you guys want to play with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, that that maybe feels a little bit more comfortable to you as opposed to being the favorites. Does that all play into it? I mean, you guys are being feisty. You've had a headbutt. You know, Brooke is throwing chairs. Guys are showing some of this uh, earnestness away from the play. Yeah, I mean, I, I always just kind of put it into the competitive, you know, bucket. Um, you know, however you get to your best competitive self, that's what we need. Um, and as a group, that's what we need. And, um, you know, I think just the the character of the group, the, the you know, the inner drive, um, you know, is coming through uh, for more of the game. Um, and that's what you need in the playoffs. And, you know, the first half, certainly, um, you know, we were able to kind of put our print on it uh, defensively and not as good in the second half. You know, we can look at the second half, see where we can get better and improve. But, you know, overall, the competitiveness of the group uh, has been good the last two games and we need it in the, the next game. Eric, name. 
I know it obviously starts with the defense, but what stood out to you about the way you guys executed offensively today? Yeah, you know, I, I thought uh, a lot of guys played well. I thought, you know, Bled in the pick and roll game, Bled and Brooke is just, you know, a counter to, you know, Giannis and Chris and the team spent so much time and focus and energy on those two guys. You know, I think Bled stands out particularly late. You know, it, it got a little closer and, and Bled really stepped up. Um, you know, Chris making some shots and Giannis just, you know, I thought he played with the pass well. He made some great reads early. Guys made some shots around him and then he's able to get to the basket too. So, you know, I, I just think a lot of guys played well. I thought the ball moved well um, and that leads to good offense. This was the best performance we saw from Giannis around the rim today. What did you kind of see from him in the way that he adjusted to the way that he's being defended? Oh, I don't know that, you know, he adjusted. He, he's he's missed, a you know, a handful of shots that just, and I, I think he just rarely misses. And so obviously he finished at a high rate today. Um, you know, I think we're making a lot of threes that, you know, I think that opens the court up for him. I think he's passing the ball that opens the court up for him. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's, he's just the elite finisher. And to think that he's not going to do that, you know, on a nightly basis is, um, you know, I just, I believe he's going to do it every night. Matt Velasquez. Yeah, but just the, the way that Giannis was playing and, um, uh, kind of letting out yells and, and fist pumps and, and stuff like that after plays. Uh, he's always talked about leading by example. How much do you think his leadership style, as he showed it today, was kind of like, you know, spreading throughout your, your team and giving you guys a little bit of extra push? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, all of us, you know, feed off of Giannis and his leadership and his energy and his competitiveness. And, you know, I think when he's showing it and sharing it with all of us and touching all of us, it's great. Um, you know, he's our leader and uh, we needed it. You know, it's uh, the day the one o'clock starts, um, you know, you got to find a way to kind of dig deep. And, you know, Giannis certainly did that. Our group did that. Um, we're going to need it again. I think we have another early start for game four. Um, you know, so Giannis certainly is a great leader in that sense. Gary Washburn. Um, given the fact that you're now all with Eric and Pat back, did you give you guys an extra kind of grace period to get everything together um, in terms of because you weren't completely healthy? No, to, no. I mean, it's just, you know, I think there was a lot of confidence, a lot of belief. So I, I think there's a grace period and, you know, the, the belief in the team, the confidence in the team. But, um, you know, I don't think players or coaches or any of us, you know, felt like we were playing uh, the way we needed to and um, with or without um, Bled and Pat and with or without time, uh, I think we have high expectations of ourselves. So, um, you know, I don't think we were very happy with how we were playing. Zora Stevenson. Coach, we saw Giannis on Vucevic for a couple plays tonight. What would you like about that and how much do you see yourself continuing to use that? Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, one of those things where it goes both ways, you know, uh, you know, if we have Giannis out there and four perimeter guys, then, uh, you know, the matchup defensively for him to guard Vucevic, whether it's in the uh, the post or the pick and rolls and, um, you know, Vucevic is obviously a great player, but Giannis defensively is very special. And then on the other end, you know, Vuce has easily got to guard him or find somebody else to run around and chase at the three point line. So. Um, you know, it's always there's things that can go either way, but, um, you know, as long as we're rebounding out of that group, um, we feel like it can be something that's good for us. Steve McGargy. 
Just in general, how did you feel about the way the team defended Nikolai? He got 20 points, but 8 of 19 shooting was a lot less efficient than what he'd done the first couple games. Yeah, you know, overall, I thought the um, the activity, trying to get to him and just make things difficult, um, well, you know, particularly for the first half, taking away the paint, um, taking away, you know, all the, the stuff around the restricted area. Second half, it felt like they were inside us a lot. Um, we didn't do as good a job of protecting the paint. So that's, we got to be great there and, and then find our contest and get to Vucevic. And, um, you know, he hit, it felt like his first three or four shots. So, um, you know, he's a great player. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. See Sparky Fiverr with you. Bucks get the win, 121-107 over the Orlando Magic. Injury-wise, Bucks are good. Nothing to speak of for your Milwaukee Bucks. Orlando's all kinds of messed up still. No Aaron Gordon this game. No Michael Carter-Williams this game uh, either. So uh, Isaac is done for the season. Don't got to worry about him playing at this point. So that's good. Uh, Mo Bamba, not even in the bubble. They sent him home uh, because of COVID-19 stuff. Not because he has COVID-19 because he already had it. But they sent him home because of how he is health-wise, I guess, since he's had it and concerns they may have had. Uh, that was the reasoning of why they sent him back. So, yeah. So, that's the deal on that. You know, I, I want to go back to what Budenholzer just said. Competitive buckets, or however he phrased it, with, you know, Brooke Lopez throwing the chair, Marvin Williams getting into the fight and getting ejected. Not even a fight. Holding some guy's jersey. There's no reason he should have been ejected. Not. That's stupid. I, I that That was... You know, you can't say ticky-tack when you have a shoving match going on, I guess. But as far from an ejection standpoint, he did not deserve to be ejected. Like, not at all. Neither, to be honest with you, I, I don't think either one of them deserved to be ejected. It should have been offsetting technical fouls, done, let's move on. Like, there should have been no ejections. Both guys should have been able to stay in the game and play uh, at the end of the day. I, I thought that was really ticky-tacky. But the tempers and so forth and how these guys have been acting... It, it sounds like it's almost kind of like planned now uh, as as they talk about it. Like they're, they're trying to be this edgy team. I got bad news for y'all. Y'all go into playing this Miami Heat series next, all thinking you're a bunch of tough guys, uh, and you want to test your toughness against the Miami Heat. I don't think that's such a good idea. I, I don't, I don't I, I'm not a big fan of this. I got a feeling you're going to come up on the wrong end of this if you decide to be uh, this team that's going to come in there and try to start stuff with Miami because I think Miami will end it quickly. But we'll see. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. I, I don't know why we're trying to be something that we're not. You haven't been this team the entire run. Now we're going to try and be the edgy team? Now we're going to try and be the new bad boys or something? Like, I don't... I don't... Again, I, I just... I credit it to the bubble and people going crazy. That That's how I'm going to credit it. Uh, Giannis uh, spoke after the game. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Giannis uh, coming up on the other side of this quick timeout. Chris Middleton as well. Uh, and Middleton, all eyes were on Chris Middleton uh, earlier today. Uh, and Middleton came up with 17 points, 8 boards, 6 assists, uh, and a steal as well. And a 121-107 victory over the Orlando Magic. Uh, before we do that, let's uh, take a look at Twitter. See what's going on on social media. 
Uh, and that's brought to you by our friends over at Hupi and Abraham. Injured, call Hupi and Abraham. Voted best, rated best year after year. Hupi and Abraham. Visit Hupi.com. Connect with them on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, some of the tweets uh, that have been coming in. First of all, Sean says he wasn't even concerned after game one as far as, you know, do you have any worries left? Eh, didn't have any. Eh, come on, stop. How could you not have had concerns after watching game one? Please. Uh, Edgar tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan, and says the turnovers are still a concern. 15 to 18 turnovers versus Miami or Toronto won't fly. Protect the ball and play solid D. Agreed 100% with you. Doesn't seem like the coach is all that concerned, but I'm with you on that. T.414 says gives up too many threes. Miami shoots a ton of threes. Could be scary. Yes. I would agree. That also uh, is something to uh, concern yourself with. Ridgeway Nut, they have way too many unforced turnovers, which will haunt them against good teams. So turnovers and the ability to stop the outside shot, the three, seems to be the overwhelming opinion on social media as far as what still concerns you about this Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. All right, Giannis and Chris Milton coming up on the other side. It's Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Go see... Uh, our guy Austin Della over there, a sales manager over there. If you're looking for a new car, uh, he'll hook you up with one of those. 0% financing on select models right now. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Now, the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game clearly was Marvin Williams getting kicked out of the game for... Again, he had a handful of the other dude's jersey, but I, I, I don't think it was to the point of, you know, him and Ennis having both to get kicked out of that game. I, I, to me, I thought that was rather stupid. I really did. They both deserve technicals. No question. Marvin Williams was the one that instigated it coming back as the guy was running up court. So he deserved heat for that. Uh, and then holding for the guy's jersey while the referee was trying to separate him. And poor Darvin Ham gets thrown to the ground as Ennis is trying to... Uh, get dislodge his arm and Marvin Williams arm from each other. Uh, but yeah, they didn't deserve to get kicked out. So that's, are you, are you kidding me? Moment of the game. I could not believe Marvin Williams got kicked out of that basketball game. 121, 107 bucks over the Orlando magic. Let's go inside the locker room. We're heading into the bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court brought to you by the Granville business improvement district. The Granville connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, so the Bucks get the win, 121-107. Giannis uh, in the game, still being Giannis. Great anticipation, steal, and hammer. Giannis had it a couple. To Frank up the energy, the effort at both ends of the floor, the score starting to reflect that added effort. He's got him back in the game now. You can hear the slap. Giannis scores and has a free throw coming. That spin move has been good for Giannis. ISO up top. He's going to draw a couple of defenders going left, and before they can gain some solid position. He's already spun the other direction and left him in his wake. 
All about Giannis again. Again, 35 points, 11 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals. Started out that first half 8 of 8 from the field. Ended up 12 of 14, 2 of 3 from 3, 9 of 12 from the free throw line. Let's hear what Giannis had to say after the game. It was a perfect game for a while. You hadn't missed a shot. Just what did you kind of see as the difference as you were able to finish more effectively around the rim? I know Bud was like, well, you know, he just kind of missed a couple of shots that he normally makes. Did you feel any difference today as you were getting to the rim? Uh, no, I didn't feel no difference. I was just trying to be more focused, obviously. Um, I felt like in game two, I missed like a lot of easy ones that I usually like finish and, uh, you know, uh, and that's part of the game. So going to this game, I was, you know, telling myself when I get close to the rim or uh, when I get my, um, you know, my balance right or when I go by a guy, you know, just try to finish, uh, finish strong by the rim. Uh, and I wasn't thinking if I had a perfect game at all. I was just trying to um, focus in my balance try to finish strong in the rim. I know in the past playoff series, we've talked about kind of getting a feel for the series, like where your shots are going to come, how they're going to come. Did you start to feel that a little bit more today where you kind of have a better feel like, okay, this is what it's going to look like if I'm rolling to the rim, or this is where the opening is going to be? You know, obviously, uh, playing uh, the same team for like the third time, you kind of know where your shots are going to come from. Uh, you know how they're going to guard you. Uh, you know uh, what to do when you roll. You know what to do when you post up. You know what to do when you come down the floor. You know where the help is coming from. It's just like you get, you know, not more comfortable. You just get more aware out there. Um, and, you know, I was ready. I knew when the help going to come. I knew where they're going to move. I was just trying to make the right play. Uh, there was time that wasn't coming. I was just trying to go downhill. Uh, but, yeah, that was my mindset. Matt Velasquez. Giannis, you've always talked about trying to lead by example. Um, and today it just seemed like you were a little bit more um, emotional or passionate. You were kind of yelling after after dunks a little bit more, cheering on your teammates, even on the court, pumping your fist. Is that the kind of stuff you're talking about that you want to kind of set a tone to you know, have, have your teammates feed off of? Yeah, I was just trying, I was just trying to play hard, man. Um, obviously, it was an early game today. We played at 1 p.m., um, Usually we are not as focused. We just uh, when the game starts, we kind of a little bit lazy. Tend to be lazy. So I was just trying to you know set the tone, play hard, you know uh, guard my guy, take that individually, you know um, challenge my guy, try to be active. Uh, I was just trying to you know just be all over the place. I knew that this game was big uh, for us, uh, and we had to do what we did in game two. You know play great defense, do not send him to the free throw line and just make it tough uh, as possible for them. So, you know, that's what, you know, when before I came to the game, that was my mindset. And uh, obviously I want as a team, you know, to keep getting better every day, keep playing defense and uh, just keep getting comfortable out there as a team. Zora Stevenson. At one point in the game, it was you, Dante, Pat, Kyle, George. So a smaller lineup means that you matched up with Vucevic. What did you like about that assignment and that group in the game together? Hey, it's, it's a great group. Uh, obviously, George, Pat, Kyle, Dante, they all can shoot the ball. You know, we can create shots. We can get open shots. You know, we can make plays for one another. Uh, obviously, defensively, now i got to guard the big fella, Vucevic. And, you know, I wanted that challenge. Um, you know, obviously it's a great play. He got great moves. He's playing unbelievable so far. But you know, um, you know, I'll do whatever 
to help my team win. You know, if coach wants me to guard the five and uh, come down in the office and uh, be the point guard, you know, I, I can do that. I've been doing that um, for a couple of years now. But I just lo love that lineup. I feel like we can uh, create for one another. As I said, we can go downhill. We can pack and get open shots. Kyle can get open shots. G Hill can get open shots. Dante can cut, drive the lanes and get his own shot. So I think it looked good out there. Gary Washburn. You guys are playing so well before the pandemic, and obviously you got to take this break and come back. Where are you guys at? And are you one of the harder critics on this team in terms of how you guys are playing? No, uh, I think we all like hard on ourselves. Uh, but like basketball is not what you did in the past uh, or what you're going to do in the future. It's about what you're doing right now. Uh, and that's my, you know, my whole mindset, my whole my whole life. And, uh, you know, right now we played good. You know, and that's all I'm going to leave it to. Uh, hopefully we can carry this on to the next game. Play good defense, keep playing together, keep playing good basketball. Um, it, obviously, it was amazing what we did before the uh, you know the break, and we that gave us the number one seat in uh, the East. But you know that's now in the past, and uh, got to move on. Now we're in the playoffs. Just got to take the challenge. Um, keep going out there, keep having fun, keep playing together, keep playing hard, and hopefully we can win some games. Stephen Watson. Hey, Giannis, I know earlier you spoke about kind of that extra energy and enthusiasm that you felt today in this afternoon game. Maybe one of the most excited moments that you had on your face was when Chris had that and one uh, turnaround at, at the free throw line early in the game. Just to see him have a bounce back performance after only two points in game two. Just what did you see from him today, the energy and effort and how important is he to this team as you guys move forward? Oh, this is really important. There's going to be times that I'm not going to play well and uh, Chris is going to carry the team. Um, there's going to be times that we're both not going to play well and Brooke and Blake will carry the team, right? So Chris is really important for this team. Obviously, you know, this. I can say, you know, coach can say the team, everybody everybody knows that. Um, you know, obviously in the previous game he had, he had two points, but he played the unbelievable game. He made the right play. You know, sometimes the game is not only about points or uh, about, you know, scoring, getting yours. You know, he made the right pass. They were double teaming every time when he got in the pick and roll. So he was passing the ball to the corner. Or he was passing the ball to me on the roll. So he was making the right play. That, like, that's what the leader does, right? So going to this game, everybody wanted him to be aggressive. Even the double teaming, even the, the triple teaming, we wanted him to be aggressive. We wanted him to get back in the his rhythm, and uh, I think today he played amazing. There is Giannis uh, from uh, after the game tonight. I I'm just going to say this. He said, well, if I don't – there's been games where I don't play well, Middleton's going to have to carry the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe. I, like, I could maybe see that happening. Fine. Then he said, there's going to be games where me and Middleton both aren't going to play well, and Blood and Brooke are going to carry us. No. If Giannis and Middleton both have bad games, they're losing. They're going to lose. If they both play bad on the same game, they're not winning that basketball game. I just, I don't see how that's going to happen. All right, 121-107, Bucks over the Orlando Magic. We'll hear from Matt Velasquez in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel up next here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. 
This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, a few minutes left here as the Bucks get the win today over the Orlando Magic, 121-107. to Giannis leads the way for the Bucks, 35 points, 11 boards, 7 assists, Middleton, Looks better. 17 points, 8 boards, 6 assists, 4 of the 5 in double figures for the Bucks. Nobody reaches double figures for the Bucks off of the bench. Joining us now is Matt Velasquez. First things first, uh, does it feel like to you that Middleton has kind of maybe found his rhythm again? I think so. I think he was, uh, you know, being a little bit more aggressive. He talked about that after the game, about how he was trying to be more aggressive. Giannis talked about how they wanted him to be more aggressive and find his spots. Um, but also still just make the right play. And I think he, he did that uh, pretty well today. Um, you know, I think he had a nice stretch there in the first half where he was knocking down a few shots, um, getting good looks, uh, getting into rhythm. So, yeah, I, th- I think he – I don't think he's fully there yet, uh, but I think he's definitely taken some steps, uh, especially from where he was game one and game two. You know, the other thing for me, Matt, uh, that is getting a little bit worrisome, I guess you could say, is – and it sounds like, listen to Bootholzer's presser, that this is kind of like a planned thing, that all of a sudden the Bucks have determined that they want to be the hot-headed team. Marvin Williams essentially uh, almost gets into a fight. Brooke Lopez is tossing chairs. Giannis is headbutting dudes. I, I just don't know how this plays when you get into a series against a team that is physical, that is mean, that is nasty, like the Miami Heat in the next round. Just not convinced it's going to work. Well, uh, I think that they probably want to channel it a little bit better. Uh, if they could be... You know, angry or play with an edge, but also, you know, channel that into playing well or playing better, playing harder. Um, I think that could be a good thing. I know that Pat talked about the other day uh, about how, you know, they they aren't the underdogs this time. So they need to kind of find that edge, find that chip on their shoulder mentality. And that might be kind of what it is. Um, I know Brooks been kind of spicy at times for a while now. Uh, You know, he, he gets technicals. Fairly rare, uh, fairly commonly, um, just for his his kind of uh, his temper. But we haven't seen the chairs. Maybe that's because he doesn't want to actually like kick chairs on the bench in front of people, or maybe there's less space, um, you know, and things like that in a regular arena. Um, but here he's kind of like kind of let himself go a little bit uh, a couple times. I'm interested to see if, if that continues. But you know, I, I think that they're they're playing with conviction, with emotion, and that that can be a good thing. But you don't want it to distract from who you actually are, because I don't think that's really at the core of who they are uh, in terms of you know letting letting loose like that. I heard uh, Boonholzer talking before the game, Matt, about uh, turnovers. He was asked about turnovers and the amount of turnovers they've had since they've been in the bubble and so forth. And uh, just paraphrasing, Boonholzer just played off and said, "Well, you know, it's part of our offense. You know, as long as we're zinging that ball around and if, if we're being aggressive, and that's how we get the turnovers, yeah, it, it's all right." Now, obviously, now if we don't make smart plays and that's how we turn over, that's different. To me, man, you start turning over the ball 18 times consistently against good basketball teams, better than the Orlando Magic, that could spell doomsday for a team. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, you know, if that game isn't isn't you know a blowout for most of the game right because you get get up by 20 you get up by 30 you start to get a little bit loosey-goosey you start to mess around a little bit more i know some of the turnovers came late um you know when some of the starters were on the court 
Like, I, I don't know that the number 18 really bothers me as much. Um, I, I think that if they looked like they were throwing, like, lackadaisical sloppy passes or just making, you know, silly decisions, I think that's the kind of stuff that would be worrisome. But I didn't see, like, a ton of that today. Um, I, I think the aggressiveness is something that plays into their favor and, and is part of their offense. Um, but you still have to be smart. Uh, so, so if you can channel that, you know, aggressiveness into making smart passes, smart plays, and, and turnovers come of that, I think they'll live with it. Um, just, you know, they'll probably try and keep it down a little bit. Matt, thank you so much. As always, we'll talk to you Monday afternoon with Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler. Big show meets some pick and save pro hoops postgame show. All right. Sounds great. Take care. There he is. Matt Velasquez joining us. Hey, I got to make sure we get this in as well. Chevy MVB of the game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado, your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Uh, it's got to be Giannis today. Uh, just too good. 35 points, 11 boards, 7 assists, couple steals, block, 2 turnovers. He is your MVB of the game. Like I said, next game is on Monday. Uh, it'll be one of those deals where it's the big show taking your calls after the game as we do the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show Monday afternoon. Don't forget Tim Allen this afternoon, Bayview Shane and Blind postgame show as he's done for 15 years after the last pitch. He'll make the switch. Brewers down one nothing right now. Top of three. He'll be here after that one. Enjoy the rest of your night. Talk to you Monday at 2 on the Wendy's Big Show. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.